it's something else. It's if it's something you want to do, then it's about as fun as it gets for a job. Really, it's what I've always wanted to do, and I wouldn't do anything else. It's I have so much fun doing it. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Happy Tuesday, Ropers. It's Caitlin Gustav here with a special episode of The Short Score, brought to you by... U.S. Roper. You guys, on this episode, we have a special guest, and that is Dustin Agasquiza, and he is here to talk about all things Woodward Elks Rodeo, the upcoming summer run, and his plans for the year. Um, he also gives some insights to the up-and-comers that want to, you know, jump into pro rodeo. So if you're wanting to get your hands a little dirty and dip into the pro rodeo scene, listen to this episode. Dustin has some great tips for guys that are wanting to come on the road. So, but Dustin was on this episode because he and Travis Graves won the Woodward Elks Rodeo in Woodward, Oklahoma. They were 4-7, and that paid 4600 to that team. They were the high money earners of the weekend as well with that win, plus they won a a little over $100 at another rodeo, um, and they had a great weekend. Also, at the Parker County Sheriff's Posse Frontier Days and PRCA Rodeo in Weatherford, Texas, there's a tie for first, and those Coy Rahman and Douglas Rich and Colby Lovell and Paul Eves, they each team roped their steer in 4.1 seconds, and that paid 3299 for the team. Um, And then another big win was in Cortez, Colorado. Eric Rogers and Peyton Bray were 4-4, and that paid $2,573 to them. They're still number one in the pro rodeo standings. Um, They're going to be the team to beat so far, uh, but everyone's heading out to the summer run. um, While we talked to Dustin, he was on his way to Reno. He had just left his home on his way to Reno. So all the guys are going to be heading out there. They're heading out on the road for the next few months. So everyone's hungry for it, and it seems like it's going to be a pretty normal year this year um, after last year's COVID-19 pandemic. So I I personally am excited to see how everyone does this year and can't wait until we find out who is going to end in the top 15, who is going to be the big money winners each weekend. It's going to be fun year. So anyway, I will quit talking at you guys. I know you guys can't wait to listen to Dustin Exquiza on this episode. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Roper. We as Ropers spend a lot of time on the road. Join U.S. Roper for 24-7 coverage for both you and your equine athlete. U.S. Roper provides nationwide coverage for your vehicles and your horse trailers. From towing, to flat tires, to emergency farrier and vet referral, we have a plan for you. Let us help you get to the jackpot today. Don't forget to follow along with us on Facebook and Instagram. Visit www.usroper.com to join and get protected before your next trip. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, you? Good. How's uh, 
being back on the road, ready for summer run? <laughs> Feels pretty weird. <laughs> Feels like it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, talk. I mean, let's kind of talk about that. How? I mean, obviously, last year was so crazy with COVID. You guys weren't on the road as much as you guys normally are, um, and now it's back pretty much to normal. How? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're real excited to be headed to Reno. It feels like. I mean, it feels like five years that we haven't done this. Mm-hmm. This is one of our. It's just pretty cool to pack everything up and head west and go to Reno. It's one of our favorite times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it did feel pretty. We should just left a couple hours ago, but it's still kind of surreal. Like even just so much time without doing it, you know, mm-hmm. it's real exciting. And so you guys are obviously going to be gone until the end of summer for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I mean, I think we might come home for a couple days or something, like after Dodge City. Mm-hmm. That's what we usually do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, obviously, we want to talk about your win from last weekend. Um, tell me, how was that run at Woodward? Uh, honestly, I wasn't a real big fan of Woodward coming into it, because last year I roped over there, and it was like a 50 or 60 mile an hour headwind. I don't even remember what it was. And mm-hmm. I used the heel rope because I thought that would be a better idea. Maybe have a little <laughs> more weight, have a little more weight to get it to the steer, and that didn't work out so good. And I guess it, I guess it's harder to swing a heel rope in a headwind. I don't know, but the wind was literally blowing so hard you couldn't, you couldn't even hardly swing your rope. Yeah. So, it wasn't one of my favorite rodeos, and then this year it treated us a lot better. It was great weather, and we drew a real good steer, and felt like a pretty good run, but. Honestly, we just, our steer was pretty good, and all the other ones are pretty fresh, you know. It was just pretty good draw, really. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys took an early lead, and it obviously held through um, the whole weekend, which is great. Yeah, I didn't feel like we did anything out of the world, but all the steers were pretty much fresh. Like, they only had four or five runs on them. Mm-hmm. Some of them were just were really fast, and our steer was pretty good. What was the horse you were riding there? That was Mohawk. I've had him for, I guess I got him just a couple of months before the NFR. Mm-hmm. And he's been, he's been outstanding ever since then. He just, he scores good enough and runs good enough and never does anything to hurt you. It always seems like you have, a, it always seems like I have a chance to win something every time I ride him, whether it be, feel like, you're out of the roping, and then you're just roping, and then, oh, there I am back in it. Mm-hmm. Or it just never feels like he's doing anything wrong. It always feels like he gives you a chance, and he gives you 100% every time. It's been, he's been a real good horse for me. Gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, you know, I know you and Chelsea did, like, a you know story on in the magazine of being comfortable reaching and what you've been working on. Has what you've been working on with your personal roping, do you think that helped you at Woodward, or... I mean, you're just, you're clutch at reaching anyway, so. <laughs> well, at Woodward, in particular, the steers were a little fresher, so I'd, I was just focusing on getting as good of a start as I could because they weren't leaving very honest. Mm-hmm. My steer left pretty true, and I I got a pretty good start, and I was focused on just riding my horse and then roping the steer instead of instead of just kind of hitting the line and throwing, which a lot of these circuit radios have 
been that lately. You just need to blast as fast as you can. It feels like to win first. I feel like Woodward was a little bit more of a summer type rodeo, you know, mm-hmm. just focused on scoring and riding across there and then open the steer. And came together pretty good. Honestly, it didn't feel like we were 4 7. I thought they'd call out like some kind of 5 2 or 5 3. And oh, wow. I couldn't believe we were 4 7. Honestly, it felt like it was in slow motion. Gotcha. Gotcha. And getting a good start, what what do you do or what do you work on to get a good start? And, like, what are you looking at, like, at the chute or on the steer to help you get a good start? Well, in my opinion, getting a good start has everything to do with how good your horse is scoring. If your mm-hmm. horse isn't stand, standing there and looking down the bridle and staying in your hand whenever the gate's open, it's going to be hard to get a good start. So I think that's real important. And then... A lot of guys do it different on the scoring. I look at the end of the shoot and, like, say, if I want to see point of the shoulder, whenever point of the shoulder goes past the end of the shoot, then I go. Some people watch the pin, and I honestly don't know how they do that. It's, mm-hmm. I've tried to do it one time in the practice pen. Felt like I was going to fall off my horse. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Over 4000 going into your guys' paychecks. How How's that going to help you guys right now starting the summer run yeah that's pretty i mean anytime you can win 4600 at a pro rodeo that's a pretty good hit in the standings and and the bank account also but Mm -hmm. feels like this time of year feels like you're rodeoing for points more than anything and like in the standings you know and 4600 goes a long way yeah are you i mean when do you start getting concerned about the standings Oh, it's something I always think. I always watch it. I probably watch it too much, but mm-hmm. I just it's something I'm always doing. I always check on it, and see who who moved up, or exactly how much I got, stuff you know, where I want to get to, how much money, like what a goal is for me. Gotcha. Have, it's like speaking of goals, have you and TG have you guys kind of made goals for the year, or is it kind of just same deal? Well. We haven't like set a number, but we'll, our main goal is we want to win the regular season. You know, mm-hmm. go in. Obviously, besides winning the world, we want to go in winning it, winning the regular season. I think he's only done it once or twice, and I've never done it. And that's mm-hmm. something I've always, I've always wanted to do that. Get to ride the Grand Entry horse through the arena at the Thomas and Mac before the rodeo starts. Get the bonus and the buckle for winning the year end. That's that's our main goal. Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. I I guess I've personally never talked to anyone that. Um, you know about that that's interesting that's a that's a definitely good goal to have um and you're not far about i mean right now obviously eric rogers and peyton bray they won the american so they got that big fifty thousand paycheck which kind of put them in the number one spot and you have sixty one thousand um you're not too far behind them um, yeah i'm not terribly far behind them i mean a couple big wins and we'd be right there back back with them but tg he's quite a quite a bit further than I am mm-hmm. behind. He didn't get into Florida down there. Gotcha. So we're, that's kind of, I'm just worried about getting him to the top. And if I get him to the top, surely I'll be at the top also. Yeah. And at what, uh, I guess, what horses are you taking on the road? Feels kind of weird actually. Cause I just have two horses right now mm-hmm. that I already on and I'm taking, I had to leave one behind for Springdale, Arkansas and Pecos and Greeley. So I'm 
driving out here to Reno with one horse, a full horse trailer, one oh, horse Jesus. in the trailer. It was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, are you are you hauling by yourself or? Like, it's just me and Mariah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you ever, I mean, obviously you probably jump in with TG some places, but do you just kind of go on your own usually or? Yeah, usually it's just a lot of on our own, but this year our schedule is so crazy. Mm-hmm. After, like, starting at the BFI, once we're up at the BFI, our schedule gets really crazy. Like, flying back, we're up in Spring to Arkansas the next day, and then once we start doing all that flying and stuff, then it'll be me and Travis and Nelson and Levi kind of doing a lot of the running around together. Gotcha. Yeah. And speaking of Nelson and Levi, um, you guys are buddy teamed and you guys had back to back runs in Hugo, um, which we missed. And I heard you gave Chelsea a lot of crap for (laughs) what, like what we were slacking on this. I feel like, like, what are your thoughts on this? (laughs) Yeah. I thought we'd get a little more attention or something. It was the fastest run I've ever made three, four. And I didn't even get my rope off the steer, and Nelson and Levi were 3-4. I've never even seen a 3-4 in person at a PRCA radio. Yeah, that's insane. I, I I will apologize for that because I'm usually the one running social media, and I didn't catch it at all. <laughs> I take that back. I've seen two three threes in person. I've never seen a 3-4, though. Yeah, well, and back-to-back like that, That's yeah. that was insane. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I was gonna be, I was gonna be really mad if they beat us, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's a. So I guess you know, obviously, both of you guys were going at it. Do you like Nelson and you? Do you guys kind of talk about your roping at all or your heading? Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, we don't. We don't really try to pick on each other too much. I mean. We've been been friends for a long time. I grew up kind of grew up with Nelson down there in the southeast. And mm-hmm. I was in high school when he was in high school. We were rodeoing together, and I've just I've known him since I was probably thirteen or fourteen years old. We've been friends for a long time. It's pretty good to have a buddy team that you're friends with, and everybody gets along. I think it'll be a pretty fun year. Definitely, and it's also good. To, I've never had a buddy team before, but I think it'd be good to have some like kind of like a little bit of a competition deal, you know, like, yeah, just trying, to, just trying to keep up with each other. Yeah, no, that's going to be cool, that's going to be fun. Um, who does all the, or who's going to do all the entering? Levi's been doing all the entering. Gotcha. Is he the most trustworthy out of all four of you guys? Yeah, definitely not me and Nelson, we probably shouldn't do the entering, <laughs> um, but Travis, usually, he's always done the entering for us, and then. Levi, he likes entering, and he's pretty good at it, so he's just been putting us down everywhere. Gotcha. I was going to say, Travis is more of the, like, veteran um, on your guys's in the whole rig. Um, does he have any insights for you guys, or have, I mean, you guys have all just been pro rodeoing enough that it's normal? Yeah, it feels like this year is the first year it's felt like kind of got a plan, you know, like what I want or what we want to do, and there's ways to go about things that make it a little bit easier on traveling and things like that you know and this feels like the first year kind of that i'm not just going out here just entered showing up Mm -hmm. driving wherever wherever i'm entered at like i feel like we kind of have a plan even though it's pretty hectic i mean we still have a plan and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be good it's not going to be too hard on anything yeah gotcha 
Gotcha. And uh, I guess, you know, I want to ask, like, now that you've been going and you, you know, three times at the NFR, what's some advice that you can give to someone that's wanting to come up in the pro ranks? Um, it's tough. Uh, heading is a little bit easier, I would say, to get a partner if you can show up and start heading good. There's a lot of guys that can catch two feet that, that you can get go in her with but healing I feel like it's harder healing just to break over that point where you're one of the top guys because there's so many guys that catch two feet really good you know and then to be a good healer you have to have a good header and there's not I mean I wouldn't say there's not good headers but Mm -hmm. it just seems like there's there's so many healers so many guys that catch two feet and there's maybe only 30 40 50 guys that you'd actually want to go rodeo with, you know, and mm-hmm. not try to make a living doing it. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's something else. It's, if it's something you want to do, then it's about as fun as it gets for a job. Really. It's what I've always wanted to do. And I wouldn't do anything else. It's, I have so much fun doing it. I'm glad that I can do this for my living. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, obvi- you know, making a living rodeoing, um, and you have all your sponsors, obviously, that, you know, help you out down the road. How important is it for you guys, like, I guess, because, you know, you always get those kids that always ask people to sponsor them. Like, what are your takes on sponsorships? Sponsors are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's no end uh, how much sponsors can help you at it makes so everything so much easier, whether it's your trailers or your rope company or your saddles or your vet, keeping your horses going. It's very important. And if you don't have the sponsors, it costs so much more to keep everything going the way you need it to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something you definitely want to have. And it's something you want to mark. You want to market yourself pretty good to be able to get those good Spartan sponsors. I think. Gotcha. And how about, you know, keeping up on your end of the, you know, the sponsorship deal? How how tough is that? Or, you know, what do you do to make sure you you check off the list that you're keeping your sponsors happy? Well, I think they like a lot of social media. So mm-hmm. I've been, I have been in the past not very good at the social media. And I've been trying to get better about it lately and tag my sponsors a lot, give mm-hmm. them give them some more credit on social media so that way they get more recognition you know it's it's more than just wearing the patch on your shirt it's, it's, social media is pretty big and that's how they get a lot of their a lot of their uh, recognition i guess so mm-hmm. i've been trying to do better at that lately gotcha gotcha well awesome i, I appreciate you uh popping on this podcast with me today you bet Awesome. Well, you guys drive safe, and uh, we'll see you in Reno. All right. We'll see you out there. (laughs) Thank you.